Grandeur by Alfred Kastner King Read for LibriVox.org by Caveat Dedicated to the mountains of the San Juan District, Colorado, as seen from the summit of Mount Wilson. I stood at sunrise on the topmost part of lofty mountain massively sublime, a pinnacle of tracheat seamed and scarred by countless generations ceaseless war and struggle with the restless elements, a rugged point which shot into the air as if by ambition or desire impelled to pierce the eternal precincts of the sky. Below, outspread, a scene of such terrific grandeur lay that reeled the brain of what my eyes beheld. The hands would clutch involuntary and clutch from intuition for support. The eyes by instinct closed, nor dared to gaze on such an awful and inspiring sight. The sun arose with bright transcendent ray. Up from behind a bleak and barren reef his face resplendent with beatitude, solar effulgence and combustive gleam bathing the scene in such a wealth of light that none could marvel that primeval man, rude and untaught, where'er the sun appeared, fell down and worshipped. A wildness of weird, fantastic shapes, of precipice and stern declivity, of dizzy heights and towering minarets, colossal columns and basaltic spires, which pointing heavenward appeared to wave in benediction all the depths beneath. Uneven crags and cliffs of various forms, abysmal depths and dire profundities, chasms so deep and awful that the eye of soaring eagle dare not gaze below, lest dizzied he should lose his aerial poise, and headlong falling reach the gulf beneath. Majestic turrets in the stately dome which ovaled by the slow but tireless hand of eons of disintegrating time, still with impressive aspect rears its brow, defiant of mutation and decay. The crevice deep and inaccessible, fissure and rent where the intrusive dyke's creative and destructive agency leaves many an enduring monument of metamorphic and eruptive power, of molten deluge and volcanic flood, fracture and break, the silent stories tell of dire convulsion in ages past, of subterranean catastrophe and cataclysm of internal force. The trachyte wall beseamed and battle-scarred, the porphyritic tower and citadel, the granite ramparts and embattlements of nature's fort, impregnable and wild, stand as a symbol of eternal strength and hurl a challenge to the elements. Canyons of startling and appalling depths with caverns vast and gloomy, which would seem meet for the haunt of centaur or of gnome, the gorgon and the labyrinthodon, the clumsy mammoth and the dinosaur, or all gigantic and unwieldy shapes which earth has seen in the mysterious past, would seem in more accord and harmony with such surroundings than the puny form of insignificant, conceited man. And interspersed amid these solemn peaks lie many a pleasant vale and grassy slope, besprinkled with the drooping columbine and fragrant growths of all harmonious tints, whose variegated colours punctuate grandeur with beauty and fearless bloom. In the forbidding shadows of the cliffs, and to the margin of the snowy combs which still resist the sun's persuasive rays. A lakelet, cool, pellucid, and serene, fed by the drippings from eternal snows, like like a mirror neath a frowning cliff, or as a gem majestically ensconced in diadem of crag and pinnacle, down towards the distant valley's sultry climb, both solitary and in straggling groups, in solid phalanx, rigid and compact, in labyrinth of branches interspread, impervious to the rain and midday sun, in form spontaneous without regard to the law of uniformity, there stand, in silent awe, or whispering to the breeze, the sombre fir and melancholy pine. 
and many a denuded avenue of varying and considerable width, cut through the growth of balsam, spruce, and pine, which stands erect and proud on either hand, attest the swift, desolating force of fearful, devastating avalanche. The mountain rill its pleasant music makes, as the descendant waters roll along in rhythmic flow and dulcet canterbill, in various concord and harmonious pitch, pursuant of its journey to the sea, the murmuring treble of the rivulet, uniting with the deep and ponderous bass of torrent-wild and foaming cataract, the thunderous reverberating tones, and seething ebullition of the falls, are blended in one grand euphonious chord. Far in the hazy distance, as the eye with vague perceptive vision penetrates, lie the vast mesas of ethereal hue, stretched in a calm and sleepy quietude, dreamy repose and blue tranquillity, the eye rests upon the drowsy scene. Behold a dim horizon which presents no line of demarcation or of bounds, a merging union, blurred and indistinct, fulginous confusion that the eye in viewing gazes, but no more discerns which is the earth and which the azure sky. But mark the change. A cloud which floated in the atmosphere, an inconsiderable and feathery speck of no proportions now augmented wears, a threatening aspect, ominously dark, enveloping the heaven's canopy in lowering shadow and portentous gloom. In pall of ambient obscurity the forked lightnings ramify and play, upon a background of sepulchral black. The growing thunders rumble a reply, of detonation awful and profound, to every corrugation's vivid gleam, in deep crescendo and fortissimo, in quavering tremolo and stately fugue, echoes, reverberates, and dies away. But soon the sun with smiling radiance, through orifice, through rift and aperture, invades the storm and dissipates the clouds, which scatter, cowering and ephemeral, hugging the cliffs or the dire abyss, hover in fleecy, ever-changing form, and in a transient season disappear, vanish, as man must vanish, and are gone. The moist precipitation of the storm revives, refreshes, and invigorates. The various vegetation and bedews each blade of grass and floweret with a tear, as nature weeping over the faults of man. The day recedes in twilight's neutral shade, succeeds in turn, and ushers in the night, whose wings outstretched and shadowy descend, and in nocturnal mantle robes the scene. A hush prevails, oppressive and profound, a silence broken only by the breeze, a dormant, quiet essence and repose, pervading calm and sweet oblivion, as nature wrapped in soft, refreshing sleep, Far in the east a solitary star peeps through the sombre curtain of the night. In hesitating dubitation, burns in lowly splendour, flashes for a time, till scattering celestial lights appear, the vanguard of an astral multitude of constellations jewelled and serene, which fill the lofty dome of space until the heavens sparkle with the myriad of spectra, nebulae, and satellite, with stellar scintillation and the orbs of less refulgence which reflective shine with falling star and trailing meteor in one grand culmination glittering to their creator's glory. A burst of mellow lunar radiance inundates and illuminates the scene. The waxing moon in her meridian full, her beam vicarious disseminates and shining hides with a superior light the twinkling beauty of the firmament. At the stupendous and inspiring sight of cosmic grandeur of the universe, a sense of vague and overwhelming awe, of inconceivable immensity, the being's inmost recess permeates, 
and man, the atom in comparison, in spellbound admiration, mutely stands, with speculative meditation dwells on that most solemn of impressive thoughts, the goodness of the deity to man. Footnote Composed at St. Anthony's Hospital, Denver, Colorado, from whence the author was led hopelessly blind. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain.